the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about how to use projective visualization the next time that things just suck. And I'm going to explain what this is and how to use it. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Clint. Yes. You have this tendency of nodding, like everybody could see you nodding. I know. I. <laughs> you mean they can't? Have you ever been around somebody who dropped their phone and the screen just shatters? Yes. It's, oh, I feel so bad for them. (laughs) We do, right? But have you ever dropped your own phone and had the screen shatter? No. No. I'm bringing this up because I think that experiencing that, if not ourselves, then having experienced it with somebody else is one thing that we can all relate to. And it sucks, right? Whenever that happens and we, we witness that, it sucks for them. And we try to be supportive and maybe you know of a good place that could fix screens on phones or you advise them how to use Apple Care if they're insured. And, you know, you, you try to be a companion to them in that sucky time. And this, the same is to be said when we have somebody, whether they're close to us or not, maybe they're going through a divorce or a breakup and we can empathize with them and we, we try to ask what they need and give them the support that they need. And we allow them, you know, we, we hold the space for them to share with us the grief that they're going through and it sucks, but we're, we're listening in as a bystander to the shit that they're going through. But when we break our own phone screen or when we are the one who is going through a divorce or who's lost a loved one or totaled our car, it's a much different perspective, and yet it's exactly the same thing. And it's it's always hard to put ourselves in those shoes, especially if we haven't gone through it, and it's easy for us. I mean, I think subconsciously, and I don't know if this is just my twist of personality, I'm like, oh, man, that sucks, and you'd be so helpful, but then in the back of your mind, you're like, I'm glad it wasn't me. <laughs> I think that's a great point to have brought up because as it pertains to projective visualization, anytime that it is us, when we are the ones going through the suck, instead of all of the internal feelings that we start to struggle with and the negative self-talk that we start to impose upon ourselves, one great hack, one great strategy is to be able to take it from that same perspective as though it were somebody else. And this is actually called the witness perspective. So imagine something really shitty happens to you. Maybe your Christmas tree just burnt down and now the corner of your entire living room is filled with soot. In that moment, what would that witness perspective start to say to you? What would that dialect be if this was you giving advice to somebody else about the situation that just happened? And when we do that, I think instantly just by hearing the words that I just spoke, it might feel a little bit lighter in a situation like that. And I think, I think even in in totality of everything, it's always better to remove ourselves out of that victim mentality and and put us just like that woe is me or or 
because it, it, it's not beneficial if, if we're in that state and and we had that Christmas tree damage and, and that whole corner of the house is burnt down or, or really just, just destroyed. If we say, well, why does this happen to me? Then we're going to keep attracting more of those things. And when Ashley and I've talked about this before is that it's that Murphy's law that what's the next thing that's going to be bad that happens. And if we really remove ourselves from that position and think of, okay, well, it happened. How, how do I need to fix it? Or how can I assist you with fixing it? And it's almost having like a split personality in that mindset. The first tendency that we all have when shit sucks is to start to play the the blame game. And we might blame our spouse for, not watering the Christmas tree, or we might blame ourselves for putting it too close to the wall or having, I don't know, something leaked on the electrical outlet or whatever the thing is in that situation, right? We tend to play the blame game. But if we were allow our, would allow ourselves to have a witness perspective of this instead, just as we would if we were giving advice to a friend that this had happened to, then we start to have compassion, which we almost never have whenever shit hits the fan and things go down with ourselves. But if we allow ourselves to remember that word compassion when things like this happen, things will always happen like this, then it allows us to be more intuitive when it comes to problem solving, I think. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. And that's something that I try to live with in my day-to-day is having compassion no matter what the incident is and I think it's harder to have compassion for ourselves than it is to have compassion for others because I think in human nature we want to give that out to the world but when you mess something up for yourself it's easier for us to, like Ashley said, is self-blame or blame some some outlying entity and and instead of just giving your yourself that space for compassion. Well, it happened. Me blaming somebody else or blaming myself isn't going to change the fact that it happened. Right. And then being compassionate also is not an excuse for us to be able to drown in our sorrows. It could be easy to get caught up in that too, I think. And I think that by allowing us to understand that there are various ways for us to balance our emotions when things like this suck, then it keeps us more level-headed. I think about some dire situations or some more frantic situations that I've been exposed to recently and what has gone on in my mind in terms of bringing that level of chemistry down within my own being to be able to to understand my thought process in a more fluid way. And by looking at things in a witness perspective, or even taking the time to ask ourselves, what would we tell a friend? What would a friend tell us even? Then it allows us to then work on solving the issue instead of just sitting in that sorrow, which I also think is an important distinguishment. Yeah, and I I think depending on who you are, there are people who thrive off of playing that victim role too. And and it's completely removing ourselves out of that mentality whatsoever. Because when we do that, it just, it changes your inner dialogue so much. 
I'm thinking back to all of the times where my mom compassionately reprimanded you, me with things that I have said to you jokingly or, you know, sitting with my dad, things have happened because it was always my dad and I versus you and my mom (laughs) and not having her anymore. There are many times where I still hear that voice come up or I'll flip it around. And, you know, if you say or do something that upsets me or that doesn't align with me and my values, I will flip it around and I'll ask myself, how would, how would Clint treat this or how would he speak to me on this? And that is also a really good tactic to be able to shift those emotions of upset into something that's more healthy and conducive to the relationship. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And it's something that that inner voice is if you use your inner voice is not of yourself, but of someone else that you love dearly and, and you trust and have that that feeling of gratitude for and, and they're wiser on so many levels and who whoever that may be for yourself. You use that voice instead of your own voice, like it can change so much. Yeah, instantly. And it changes the way that we feel almost instantly. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.